Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly, her daughter, and you're listening to a brand new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hello, mum. Hello, pumpkin. How are you? I'm good, thank you. I'm loving the sunshine. Yeah. It makes a big difference to my mood for sure. And so, yeah, I'm having a wonderful day. How are you? Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? I mean, it really does. I had a lovely walk down by the river this morning um, to make sure that, yeah, it was just beautiful to be in nature. You know, it was really lovely, actually, to see the uh, the bees kind of pollinating and that. It was just lovely, yeah. To, so, to make sure what? What were you going to say? To make sure was in order? What were you, what were you doing down the river? Sounds a bit dodgy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no, sure. just, sorry, just <laughs> sure I took in nature for the day and sorry, yeah. To make sure Wasn't that, you that? know, I wrote my appreciation journal as I was sitting on the steps down by the river um nice. I had a lovely cortado extra hot even though it was really hot but extra hot in my hand so it was lovely. what's funny about that is you always complain it's not hot enough and now it's too hot so what the little cor- bit of insight cortado. into your personality there yes <laughs> no I never I love it when it's hot I can't if I if I have a coffee that's not extra hot I will down it in one go so it has to be extra hot Right, it's probably too much information for our listeners. Yeah, sure. So Sorry, let's get crashing. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> um, so today's topic, I thought that we could talk about um, two. I guess they're, I guess they're emotions. I guess you would call them, um, and yeah, two emotions that I think are quite closely linked and are quite powerful in terms of altering decisions and actually impacting your ability to live a hell yes, which is obviously what we're talking about on this podcast. Um, And so I thought we could, yeah, talk about them and just maybe discuss a bit about how they've impacted our own lives or how we deal with them when they crop up in our own lives. So yeah, the two things that I wanted to talk about is regret and guilt. No, I think that's really great. When you suggested this, I thought um, a really good thing to speak about, yeah, because I think it keeps people stuck and I think it kind of keeps reliving old stories. Both of them. Yeah, both of them. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. That keeps us where we are. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it's a hard thing to take on, but guilt and regret are, when you think about it, really, genuinely, when you break them down, they're pretty useless emotions or feelings to have really in relation to what they do because you're in absolute negativity when you think those things and I get it I really get why you'd have a response why one would have a response like that very difficult to move forward though and I'm not sure what good it does you but I'm going to hand this one over to you because I'd like you to talk about it (laughs) um I'm laughing because it's normally the other way around. Um, I think, yeah, let me just explain a bit why I think that they're linked. So for me, I think that when you have regrets, when you regret something that's happened or something that hasn't happened, you know, something you wish you'd done, um, I think that a very natural emotional response to, you know, feeling regretful is then feeling guilty, uh, especially the, you know, the big regrets. And I know there's a lot of people that say, you know, I don't believe in regrets. I don't live with any regrets. And I think that's great. I think it's really great to make peace with all of the decisions you have or haven't made over your life and to not hold on to them. I think that's really healthy, but it may have been a regret when it initially happened. Do you know what I mean? That doesn't change that perhaps at that one moment before you processed it, you would have done something differently. And that's what I see as a regret. You know, it doesn't mean that 20 years on, you're still holding on to it, but in that moment, you know, 
you wish that things had turned out a little bit different and everything happens for a reason. I firmly believe that you're meant to be, you know, where you are right now, no matter how difficult that has been for me to digest at times. Um, it, it makes sense to me. Um, but I think, yeah, unfortunately, sometimes when you're already feeling that that regret, that can lead to, you know, guilt and um which then could lead to feeling, you know, overwhelmed or or whatever. I think it has a knock-on effect. And that's why I think that regret is quite a big thing, um, a powerful thing for us to discuss. And I just think it would be a comfort to anyone that is struggling with this or does struggle with this um, to to hear us discuss it, hopefully. Yeah, I mean, it's it's it, I, I do think there's I've just realized that there is a positive when you were just speaking about regret of what you haven't done. Well, the great thing is you then know what you would like to do if that opportunity ever came to you again. You would want to do it if you regret the fact that you haven't done it, if you see what I mean. If the opportunity is available, though, I think yeah, the, of course. The, the, the most powerful regrets are the ones, obviously, of the opportunities you won't get again. Yeah, sure. But um, I agree with that. But what really did come through to me just then when you were speaking was the feeling of, depending on what you're feeling regretful about, and depending on what you're feeling guilty about, that can have a real knock-on effect on your sense of self-worth. Yeah? Be, depending on what you feel guilty about, yeah? And depending on what you're regretting. So, you know, if it impacts on your self-worth, such as you're not worthy because you did this that you now regret, yeah um that's a really hard thing to to forgive you you know it's about forgiveness then then it's about forgiveness and moving on from that I totally agree with that I think that's a really interesting um perspective because I also think it impacts not only your self-worth but how you make decisions if you're someone that's quite driven by guilt and I would say I am I would say that um I don't, I think guilt is probably my most disliked emotion. I hate feeling guilty. I hate feeling like, you know, I could have done more for someone or um, I, you know, didn't help someone as much as I could have. And I'm, I'm not walking around feeling, you know, guilty. There's nothing major um, going on, thankfully, because I don't, really don't think I could cope with that very well. Um, but yeah, it just doesn't, it doesn't agree with me very well. It doesn't sit with me right. And so, um, I think it does come into not only come into then self-worth, but also what is the decision that am I, I'm going to feel best about after? And obviously that's a good question to ask, but are you asking that because you genuinely will feel good after, or you'll feel good just because you're avoiding feeling guilty? Do you get what I'm saying? There's a, there's a key difference there. And I think that you don't want to be basing your decisions on that. You want to be basing your decisions on positive emotions instead, ideally. Yeah, definitely. So knowing that you just said that you sometimes are driven by guilt. Okay. And again, that's another important in terms of avoiding it. Sorry, just to clarify in terms of avoiding it, not because, you know, I've robbed a bank and I just can't bear the the shame. I'd be buzzing if I did that, to be honest. I hope not. (laughs) Um, I would not be buzzing. Um, but um, but going to going back to to the guilt, you know, you've also got to have a clear definition. Is it self-imposed guilt, or are you allowing others to make you feel guilty? Yeah, because that's also an important thing to be aware of. Because if you're allowed, well, firstly, if it's self-imposed guilt, how could you change that? Yeah, what could you do differently? 
And that's why I do want to ask you that question, Hole, because you, you, you were, you know, you would, when you were younger, you would feel very guilty if you didn't do something that you thought maybe it would make someone else feel happier. Um, you definitely were. So that was self-imposed. So, you know, it'd be good to, to speak about that and how you've shifted from that now, um, if you have. So, and what, what did you do? Um, so if it's self-imposed, be aware of that and what could you do differently? But also, secondly, have an awareness of, are you allowing others to make you feel guilty? And if you are allowing others to feel to make you feel guilty, why are you doing that? Obviously, it's tapping in to something with you. Maybe it's people pleasing. Maybe you like to people please. Maybe you'll feel better if you make other people happier instead of yourself. Um, you then also then at that point, though, come away from the authentic self of who you truly are because you're just there making other people feel happy. So it really is quite a big topic um, if we went down all those roads. But, oh, yeah. Speak to me. I would I would also add one other road before I move on um, to me. I would say also, are you making others feel guilty? Mm. I think a lot of us do that um, sometimes subconsciously. Do you know what I mean? Sometimes deliberately. I think a lot of parents do that to their kids. I think that they, um, you know, want them to act in a certain way or behave in a certain way, usually out of love. Do you know what I mean? Usually because they want the best for them, but they think the way to achieve that is by making them feel bad when they don't do those things do you know what I mean and yeah go for yeah, it. I, sorry I can remember um uh, my mum when I was about seven and we were around my aunties and uncles for and the uncle the uncle was a butcher and um she he gave us these sausages and um no wonder I'm a vegetarian now. But anyway, um, gave gave us these sausages and my sister and I were made to eat them. And I'm telling you right now, they were off. Okay. And I said oh, to my I'm mom. I'm so sorry to anyone that's eating while listening. Thought, oh, this. yeah, sorry. <laughs> and um, I said to my mom, um, no, mom, I'm honestly, I was only about seven or eight. I said, no, mom, I'm really sorry. I can't eat these. They're just really, you have to eat them. You have to eat them. I went, mom, they're off. So she said, you've got to eat them. He's made them for you. So you must eat them. So, you know, you kind of felt this like guilt, like if you don't, after all the effort he's put in. So my sister and I had to eat an off sausage each um, so that it would be okay. And as an example, yeah. And you didn't say no to my mum really, but anyway. Yeah, except no, but exactly. You definitely didn't. But you know, but you don't say I think a lot of kids wouldn't say no to their parents anyway. Do you get what I mean? And so it's that it's that kind of thing of how are you motivating other people, um, especially your kids, I would say. Um, or you know, teachers, anyone that's kind of in a position of of power, I just think try and be conscious of it and be aware of it because there's better ways to teach um and to to educate um but sorry that was a little bit of a tangent but yeah I think when I was younger I um I was the type of person I'm sure there are people listening that can relate to this where if I thought I'd upset someone when I was younger I've still got it now but probably to a less extreme I would I couldn't think about anything else other than that do you know what I mean it really kind of overtook my mind I felt incredibly guilty incredibly overwhelmed um, incredibly, you know, regretful, all of those emotions that we're talking about um, would just rise to the surface and I'd have a hard time um, 
kind of, you know, moving on from it until I'd established that everything was okay, until I'd established that that person was okay or wasn't annoyed or wasn't upset. And I had a friend actually, it was even worse than me, bless him. And if he thought he'd upset you, he'd be like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you know, um, you know, like I didn't mean it or whatever. He'd kind of go into panic mode. And I think there is this thing in, in some kids where it is that, you know, you want to please you don't want to rock the boat. You don't want people to be annoyed at you. It's that kind of thing. And I think we had a little bit of that. Um, and I think, yeah, as I got older, I'm probably linking back to self-worth, more confident, more self-assured, um, you know, more comfortable in my own skin. I think I just became less affected. So obviously I'm still trying to be a good person and still definitely feel guilt if I think I've upset someone or, you know, said something in a way that it could have been done in a better way, that kind of thing. But it's not that all consuming. It doesn't become a kind of irrational worry or fear. And I think um, that's definitely come more with growing up and with age and not being a kid or a teenager, which I think is just such a tricky time. Do you know what I mean? You've got so much going on that I think you are hypersensitive and I'm quite a sensitive person anyway. So I think when you're more sensitive you're more attuned to other people's emotions or what you think are their emotions and then yeah. sometimes you can miss misread it and think that they're annoyed about something that they're not even annoyed about and all that well, guilt was for nothing so I think well, that's I'm, something as well that's worth saying that you're you're going to talk about as well probably is you know a lot of these times if your guilt is self-imposed but it's based on what you think you've done or said to someone else God, check your facts first, just in case, because um, most of the time they probably haven't even picked up on what you're worried about that you've done. Well, it's interesting. I was going to say that. I remember when, you know, you were used to, I, I think the word genuinely is obsess about upsetting somebody and, you know, feeling that guilt and worry. And I feel very exposed in this episode. I'm not sure about this. No, it's good to be vulnerable. But um, I remember... Um, <laughs> I remember, um, I, you know, I just want to highlight the point because I, I think it relates to when you were worrying and feeling guilty in that, is that the way people worry or sometimes obsess about it is actually bigger than the thing itself. Do, do you know what I mean? It's just like you were saying. So the response to it, your reaction to it, to what you feel you've done or haven't done, it's actually bigger than the actual thing itself. And then it just spirals, doesn't it? It builds momentum. And then it just gets bigger, you know. And then it, it, it is, as you say, all-consuming. And what, you, what we don't want to do, ideally, is that if you are feeling that way, and especially if you're a younger person listening to this, is it becomes habitual, you know. It's your, it's your point of reference. It's your set point. And what you want to do, ideally, is to shift that is to become aware of it, is to become aware maybe of certain situations where you know you definitely do that. You know, if it's a certain person, you may do that, for instance. Or if it's a certain relative, you may do that, for instance. You know, an older person, you might do that, as an example. Then be aware of it and start kind of priming you and your mind to shift the habit before you get back into that situation again, you know? I think we've spoken about guilt a lot, so it'd probably be good to talk a little bit about regret, even though obviously they're linked. But for you, how do you feel about regrets? You know, is it something that you think about? Is it something you used to think about and now you've shifted? 
is there anything that you've you know regretted so to speak or do you look at it in a different way because I don't think we've ever had this conversation so I'd be intrigued to get your thoughts okay it's a bit scary having this conversation with you where we're actually going to put this out there as we've never had it before um do I most of our conversations on this podcast Uh, so (laughs) I don't know what you're worried about um do I feel regret I don't feel regret but I'm very clear on some things I could have done things differently. Yeah. But I truly honestly believe, and I really do that everybody, you know, it's that NLP presupposition. Everybody's doing the best they can with the tools they've got right there. And then, Um, or as Eckhart Tolle would say, same thing, really, everybody is doing what they can do from their own level of consciousness at that point. Right. So, would regret be helpful when you really are doing the best you could with what you had? Um, nobody's ever really not going to do the best they've got with what's going on in their head right then. They're, they're, they're going to do the best they can with what they're dealing with or going through. So is regret helpful then? No, I don't think it is because you were doing the best you could. But it could be a learning where you could think, mm, I would do things differently moving forward if the situation or a similar situation presented itself. That's honestly the way I genuinely look at it. Yeah. And I could also imagine you probably being of the thought that everything that's happened has got you to where you are now and you like where you are now. Do you know what I mean? So you wouldn't go back and change those things if you could. Or, or do you not view it like that? No, I, I do view that you are where you are because you're meant to be where you are. And um, I am who I am because of the experiences that have evolved for sure. Certain details within those experiences where I could have done things differently, maybe with the awareness I have now. Yes, I would have done some things differently in detail with those things. So the actual experiences themselves. Yeah, I truly believe that that we live our experiences. So you wouldn't want to change the outcomes necessarily, but it's just the way that perhaps they occurred, you would. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. For no, sure. I agree with that. Yeah. And I think there's things that maybe I regret that, um, and I don't have, I think regret's a big word as well. I think it's quite Such a like, loaded word. That's um, a big word. Yeah. And so when I say, oh, I have regrets, um, you know, I could say I regret not eating a pizza yesterday. That's, you know, every day I don't eat a pizza. I regret that, to be honest, but it's got to be oh. done um, oh. for the sake of my health. But, um, you know, so the some of the, the bigger regrets, I guess, I have wouldn't have actually changed anything. I don't think, you know, what whatever negative event or whatever that then happened afterwards, it wouldn't change anything. So it's kind of making peace with, you know, is a regret worth holding if you know it wouldn't have changed anything anyway? And if it's a no, which all of them are, because everything just happens as it's meant to and everything happens as it as it has. Um, if it's a no, then let it go because it's not going to change anything anyway. So you beating yourself up about it, overthinking, getting overwhelmed, feeling guilty, all of that, it's not worth the stress. No, I agree. And I actually just love that. You've just coined that phase. If it's a no, let it go. Love that. Um but I, I'm sure I, someone else says that as apologies to whoever I've stolen oh, it sorry. from. <laughs> um, no, I do. I completely agree with that. I really, really do. Um, 
when we when we reg- if it's if it's also to do with somebody else if we regret how we've been or what we've said or what we've done or whatever whatever of course we can own that emotion i'm not sure it's helpful as i say it's helpful in the learning process but also don't forget you know the other person is on their learning journey and they're evolving and they would be evolving through the very thing that you have just said, or if they choose to, they don't have to choose to, but that's their responsibility or choice. You cannot take on, this is really key. You can't take on someone's response from what you've done because they are in control of their response. Now that's big, but it's true. We cannot control anybody else's response. Yes, of course, we would all love to be love and light all the time, but we are human beings. Well, we're spiritual beings having a human experience. We know that. But we do live in this physical body with this ego and all conditions around us. So sometimes we're not love and light, but we cannot take control of somebody else's response. So if somebody else has a bad response to something you've said or whatever, that is in their control. You can't feel guilty. There you go. That comes back to guilt. You can't feel guilty for somebody else's response because they're in control of that. But you are in control of your actions and you are responsible for them. And so what I would say is if you want to take a positive from those feelings of regret and guilt, use them as a reason to do it right the first time and not be left with the guilt and the regret and so for me actually having that element of my personality which is a bit driven by that and a bit aware of that means that I likely think a little bit more not always god not perfect but think a little bit more before I do think sometimes and think about what the outcome or what the reaction would be um and so it's you know it's helpful to me so that I don't you know, just, you know, when you just run your mouth or you just explode and that kind of thing. And obviously that still happens. Everyone has those stressful moments unless you're super chill, which I am unfortunately not. Um, <laughs> but you do have that, th- that thought, that kind of awareness, how could this go? What could the outcome be? And what would the response be? And I think that's important. And part of being a, a decent human being is having a bit of awareness and not just being like, oh, well, it happened, my bad, but you control your response. So if you're upset, that's your problem. Do you know what I mean? No, no, for sure. But it's, you know, it's a joint thing, isn't it? You know, we're all cooperative components. So what I'm saying is absolutely you're responsible for you and what you may do or be or whatever, but you cannot control the other person either. So we're all cooperative components and it depends kind of what dance you want to dance together, if you know what I mean. But for sure, Of course, I always believe that that's why I say I don't really regret. I just take the learnings as a springboard of what I would do differently next time, you know. Yeah. And that's the blessing. That's the blessing of it all. We don't evolve unless we have these learnings. And I think a way to actually process them as learnings as well is to talk about the feelings that you have in terms of, I think, regret and guilt sometimes feel a bit taboo. You know, you don't want to 
say that you're feeling guilty or or bad about doing something because how does it make you look and what will the person you're telling think of you and the same with regret you know or you don't want to be seen as the person that's got these regrets or you know hasn't lived life exactly perfectly in the way they think they're meant to and I think actually voicing these feelings to someone you trust um, which we've spoken about before in terms of the you know the real benefit you can get from doing that or just noting it down but basically expressing it and I think where some of us come a cropper is when you leave those feelings unexpressed and you're walking around with this heavy load on your shoulders of all this regret and all this guilt that's just getting bigger and bigger because it's not going anywhere and you're just trying to cope with it and deal with it on your own and I think opening up about those feelings and you know the situations that might have caused those feelings big or small just means that you've got a much better chance of processing them and using them for good rather than negative emotions yeah i completely agree with that oh you know and when we become insular with how we feel those feelings become bigger and you lose perspective you truly do because it's only your totally. perspective so it gets bigger and bigger whereas when you speak to somebody that you trust that you know wants the very best for you that's the important thing wants the very best for you um, they'll open up your perspective for you. And um, that's hugely important for sure. And then you can then you can start to free yourself up from it, you know, and just use it as a learning and as an awareness. You know, you, let's not beat ourselves up with guilt and regret. Let's empower ourselves with the learnings from it. Totally. Love that. I think it's a great place to end. So we hope that this episode has been helpful. A bit of vulnerability, hopefully Um, you guys enjoy it and it resonates with you. And as always, there's links in the description as to where else you can find us. And we'll see you on Monday for another shorter episode. But until then, we hope you have a wonderful week. Living a hell yes. Bye bye.